Manimal here. It is Tuesday, December 19th, and today on the Texas Rangers with the Boys podcast, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about Martin Perez and him leaving the Texas Rangers. We've also got a Christmas shopping list for Santa Ray Davis that we'd like him to do. We're also going to talk about the third base position, and we've got number seven in our top 15 Texas Rangers moments of the season. So join Kevin and I today for Texas Rangers with the Boys. Back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kevin, a.k.a. YBK Kevin Frazier, just letting you know, if you didn't know, the 2023 Texas Rangers are your World Series champions. Can't wait to see that banner on opening day. If you want to find me on social media, you know you can go over to Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R on all socials. And if you want to find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, you can go to TX Rangers, WTV. And our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. All. There it is. There it is. And uh, I've got him on here today, the the morning bull. Morning bull. All one word. 300-pound yeah, animal, a.k.a. bull, a.k.a. Yeah, a.k.a. morning bull. Uh, all yeah, one word. Know. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I, I always, I always feel like I'm superior at this, uh, this baseball talking whenever we do it evening wise. But uh, you know, morning bull shows up occasionally, and uh, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll oh. get one knocked out, and, and all of that sounded awful after I said that. Because uh, I mean, for some reason, Morning Bull just is a reminder of other things. And uh, but, anyways, uh, good to oh. good to open the day talking about Morning Bull. Uh, but uh, we we won't talk too much. It's a beautiful oh. beautiful Tuesday morning here in Dallas, Fort Worth, and we're uh, we're looking forward to talking a little bit about the Rangers today. There's uh, there's not a ton going on with the Rangers, but one of our one of our favorite Rangers signed a contract elsewhere today, so we got to talk about that. And um, if I if I remember correctly, we were going to talk about Santa Ray today. Yeah, great, Santa Ray. We're gonna hop Santa on uh, Davis, and we're gonna. Yeah, if we're you need a good ask, visual here, we're gonna ask. Yeah, if you need great, a good visual here, just imagine. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I need this for everybody. If you want a good visual. Just imagine uh, Morning Bull sitting on Santa Ray's lap. That's that's for everybody out there listening. But go ahead. That, carry on. that is the real key. <laughs> One side you've got YBK, the other side you've got Morning Bull, and we're just we're just <laughs> hanging out with Santa, getting ready to snap that Polaroid. Or I guess probably now they don't do Polaroids like they did when I was a little kid, and you got you got to sit on Santa's lap. Remember that you used to get a card and you'd put the mm-hmm. you'd put the yep. Polaroid of you and your sister and brother or whoever was taking the picture with you in the mm-hmm. in there with Santa and, and it'd say like best wishes from Santa and your mom and dad would mm-hmm. keep that for as long as uh, as long as you were like under eighteen and then after that you stopped mm-hmm. seeing them show up on the, the Christmas decorations <laughs> because your mom and dad are like with your grown ups now. We don't do that anymore. Yeah, it's over. But anyways, it's over. away from Santa Ray, um, he's got the big fake white beard on. 
And uh, we're going to ask mm-hmm. him a bunch of questions to so, or, or ask him for a bunch of things these days that I have a feeling he's going to pretty much ignore. But that's okay. Before we get to that, though, you got to follow me on Twitter at Manable Bull, Instagram, Manable 300, and both Facebook and TikTok Apple Pro. So let's, let's start talking about what you want from Santa Ray Davis. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you want from Santa Ray. I think that's just as important as what we want. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk oh, hey, about Perez as a – oh. Hey, Kev, before we got into yeah. the show, one more thing I wanted to say. Um, when when If anybody uh, ever compliments us on our show on Spotify or anything like that, and, and we, can't, we can't respond on that. So if you ever do, know that we read it. Know that we're thankful for the kind words. Absolutely. Yeah, that's 100% true. Um, and if you ever – wanted to get a good response from us, uh, you know, just grab one of our social media handles or go to Texas Rangers with the, or TX Rangers WTB on social media. And we'll, we will respond uh, in kind, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find the manimal over on TikTok. So uh, we will definitely respond to that. So we'll say Perez for our Ranger segue moment, but um, not a lot happening around the league. Uh, there's a little, little trade for, well, Let's see here. What was the what was the the really minor trade that happened? Oh, that we don't have to well, talk about. A couple of days ago, we talked about uh, the uh, Braves trading for Matt Carpenter. Yep, um, yep. And uh, the the Braves were unable to uh, to deal that move to 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 do like they did with Marco Gonzalez and send him off to mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. They were unable to do with that. Uh, Matt Carpenter looks like he's going to hit free agency again and uh you know i don't know that i would be completely out on him if if i was the texas ranger yeah i i don't i i don't i don't hate the idea of uh what do you call it non-roster invite right yeah i mean that be it would that be the way to go with him a couple of years ago i mean matt carpenter probably could have really helped this thing when they had him here in the system and uh, but they were, you know, I, I get it. They were dead set on Nate Lowe playing first base every day. And, and mm-hmm. you know, they were going to give those at-bats in the in the DH role to some of those guys that they were trying to find out about. And, you know, I mean. TCU guy, about, right? Yeah, TCU guy. Um, played for, I believe he's from Allen, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, played his college ball at TCU and uh, – um, you know, worked his way up through the system, played most of his uh, RB years or uh, probably all of his RB years in, in St. Louis and kind of bounced around the league since then. He's had some really nice years in the league. Um, they haven't been real recent outside of 2022, but you never know if you're looking for a guy that you might want to give an opportunity to see if he can make the team. You know, he, he might be the type of guy that the Rangers are interested in. Uh, I, I mean, I would say it's probably 20% chance that, you know, like that's where I would sit it at. But, you know, a guy that could produce and you you just never know. Yeah, great mustache too. So, and I don't know what else we got around the league. Is Was there one more uh, thing I yeah, think that we had to bring up? The Mets uh, acquired Johan Ramirez from the White Sox after the White Sox designated him last week. Uh, depth move for the Mets. Uh, Ramirez does throw, I mean, 96, 98, somewhere in the 95 to 97, somewhere around there. So, you know, you like to add 
big arms to your bullpen at any opportunity that you can. So, Martin Perez, a big-time contributor to the Texas Rangers uh, World Series run, uh, you know, made a little money with the team, ended up kind of being more of a bullpen hand for us down the stretch. Uh, looks like he's going to sign with the Pittsburgh Pirates for for a cool $8 million this year. Well, when you look back on it with what Martin Perez getting that qualifying order or offer last year at a little over $20 million and then being able to uh, um, get another eight this year, you're talking about two years and twenty. Eight and a half, twenty-nine million dollars, somewhere around there, and that's kind of what you saw Martin Perez as last year, as maybe a two and thirty type of guy, and that's where he's going to kind of end up uh, as far as money-wise. And you know, I mean, it's kind of like the uh, the world evening out, you know, like the baseball world evening out for Martin Perez, where he's going to get about what we figured he would get off off season last year if he didn't take the the qualifying offer so you know two years 28 and a half that's that's about right for for martin yeah yeah i can't complain about that um I'll and uh, you know i don't think i i did read where the rangers were in uh talks with martin's camp all the way up until he signed but i think they were you know trying to get that hometown discount if they brought him back and and he and he needed to make his eight Oh, you okay over there, Kev? Yeah, I didn't want to say anything because I couldn't hear anything. So I thought, well, if it's on my end, I'll just let him talk until until uh, maybe I can find a spot where I can get some internet because I'm out here in freaking BFE. Well, what I'll say, I'll say about Martin Perez is, you know, I mean, he was a good hand for the Texas Rangers for the, the two years that he was back. Last year didn't probably go the way that he would have wanted it to go and and some of those starts against Houston really did him in. But, um, you know, overall, you know, I loved Martin Perez. I still do. I, I, I'll be pulling for him to have a good year in, in Pittsburgh and get himself back on the free agent market next year to, to make a little bit more money in the league. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what hasn't had a good year. That relationship between Big Damo and Brick Savage, that, that thing hasn't had a very good year. If you if you'd have told me last year in December that this year in December I'd be publicizing Brick Savage versus Damo McCullough in the main event of Matt War Pro, I would probably not be too surprised. I no. mean, it's just the, it's the nature of the competitive beast, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when you're when you're the best, you want to wrestle the best, and and it doesn't matter if that's your best friend or not. And I think that's what it's come down to with Brick and Damo is that just. You know, the neither one of them wanna wanna uh, wanna take the blame for being the the weaker hand, and now they're gonna find out who the weaker hand is. But uh, you know, as a trainer, I don't like to see it happen. But as a professional wrestling fan, you gotta love this. And uh, mm. Matt War Pro is bringing it to you at the Southside Preservation Hall Friday, January twenty sixth. But uh, it's not just gonna be it's not just gonna be wrestling. We're gonna have all our sponsors out there. Big Dogs Hot Dogs, Kelly's Onion Burgers, the Great Starry Ice Cream will all be out there. So, you know, bring your bring your sweet tooth, bring your appetite, and bring your uh, desire to watch some good re- pro wrestling because all of that's going down on Friday, January 26th at the Southside Preservation Hall.
Yeah, bring your appetite because I'm telling you what, you're going to go home full if you uh, get a little bit of everything that's going to be out there from those vendors. So Rangers news, I think the first thing right off the top, and uh, it's more of a question uh, for me, is what's going on with C.J. Nikowski? What, uh, what's causing him to leave the Rangers? Well, the Rangers gave C.J. the opportunity to uh, uh, interview and take a job with the Atlanta Braves, which uh, C.J. lives in Atlanta. He's, a, um, you know, he's been traveling from Atlanta to, to do Rangers broadcasts for the last several years, and this year he's going to be on to do the uh, broadcast for the Atlanta Braves. And uh, the Rangers are going to have to find themselves a new uh, color analyst to do a little baseball this year for, um, I guess, their last year on Bally Sports. I did see a cool thing that uh, Amazon might be coming over the top to, to digitally stream Major League Baseball when Bally's uh, does finally collapse. So, you know, who knows? A couple of good, a couple of good things coming out of this. But at the same time, I mean, CJ... I wouldn't say he's my favorite guy that the Rangers have ever had here because, you know, Tom Grieve was the play-by-play guy for so long. But, uh, you know, good luck to him and his um, and his future endeavors with the Atlanta Braves. And, you know, that gives us a little bit of uh, an opportunity to see what the Rangers might do here. Uh, David Murphy called some games last year for the Rangers. Uh, Dave Valley mm-hmm. called some games for the Rangers. Uh, I, I enjoy both of those guys. Uh, I would probably pick Valley over yep. um, uh, uh, Murphy if it were if it were up to me, but I don't know what Dave Valley's schedule looks like. I know he's a Seattle guy, so maybe he's in that same boat with Nikowski, where he's not really looking to you know travel more than he already does for the Rangers club. Or you know they've also got Macklemore and Bassick that are kind of in that uh, in that grouping, and I doubt they would put Steve Bouchelle in the booth, but. You know, they've got they've got guys around the club that, you know, the Rangers have had around the club for a little while now that are probably interested in that job. And I would be, you know, I would be shocked if they brought in someone like they did a couple of years ago when they brought Nitkowski in to replace Grieve. Um, so I would doubt that it would be a move like that. I would say it probably comes from the uh, inside the organization. Absolutely. Love Dave Valley. Uh, if he, if he can take the, if he's got it in his schedule, I'll take, I'll take it. I think he uh, was probably my favorite of the two, even with Nikowski this year. I really enjoyed uh, his, his insight. And he's also kind of a funny guy too. He says some, some goofy stuff sometimes. On yeah, the did box. you, did you catch the episode where they were, they were feeding him barbecue in the outfield <laughs> yeah. or the, the game last year where they were feeding him hurtados in the, uh, in the outfield, and he was like, I can't even talk about baseball right now. Yep. This is just too good, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I like Dave Valley. I, I like David Murphy. Um, you know, he's he's uh, he's he's also a good internal option. So we'll just kind of see yep. what the Rangers do. But they've got internal options, and we'll just kind of see what, uh, what they do. I saw that they'll probably be making a decision on this sometime next month. Yep, yep. So, all right, well, let's um... – I think that's all for our Rangers news. So I think it's time for Morning Bull and uh, YBK to hop on uh, Santa Ray's lap and uh, let let him know what we want uh, for for Christmas this year. I mean, he's been good to us the last couple of years like, around this time. And this year we've, we've got our wish lists out. I'll say this. Uh, our context is here. We are 
not pie in the sky, so we're not just going to ask for anything and everything. Uh, but at the same time, we're not going to shop with uh, bargain money as if our owner is poor. And if this is some kind of, you know, mid to low level market, we're, we're going to be realistic, but we're also going to be a little bit more optimistic at the same time. So and we're going to we're going to ask Santa Ray for for two things a piece. Yeah, two things each. And um, and if, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go there. So you want to hop on first? Well, I'll uh, I'll do the first one. You do the second and third one, and then I'll finish off with the fourth one. How about that? Sounds great. Okay, my first my first wish for Santa Ray is for him to take a couple of them prospects that we've been we've been harboring in that system for a while, and I want him to to send those prospects to Milwaukee and bring mm. the Texas Rangers Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns, I would have if you would have made me guess and put put a amount of money on what your number one wish would be. Corbin Burns would have been right at the top of that list, which is why I didn't put him on my wish list because I knew what it was going to be. Um, if I were to hop on, on Santa Ray's lap and say, Hey, Santa Ray, what, uh, he said, what would you, what do you want for Christmas kid? Uh, I would say first and foremost, let's bring back our um, world series, almost MVP pitcher, the guy who held this team up, uh, held this rotation up uh, when Nathan Eovaldi went down and while Jacob deGrom was out and when there was instability all throughout that second half of the season, came over at the trade deadline and also was just brilliant in the World Series and did better against Jordan Alvarez than any pitchers done in the league. Uh, and we'll have to see Jordan again this year, so it'll be nice to have him on our side. And so Santa Ray, please bring back Jordan Montgomery. If we got to give him seven, we got to give him seven, but I want Jordan Montgomery back. I'd, I'd love to have Jordan Montgomery back. Um, if Santa Ray is willing to pony up, I'd love to have it. Um, I, I think that uh, Jordan Montgomery is, is probably going to get somewhere around six and 125. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the Rangers are going to do that. But then also, I don't know that that's going to be the case either. I don't know that, uh, you know, we're, we're really, really waiting on Yamamoto to sign here to really to really kind of open that market up because I know all the top the top six organizations as far as money wise are all kind of in on that. And uh, we'll just have to see what happens there because Montgomery's going to become a real commodity the moment that Yamamoto signs to where, you know, those other teams still need starting pitching. So we're just going to have to wait and see on Montgomery, but I'd love to have him back. And I love having a, a big lefty in the, in the rotation that can get outs. Absolutely. And then second, um, you know, I, I went back and forth on this one because uh, obviously Josh Hader would be an amazing addition to the bullpen. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I'm, I'm leery about giving guys like that big contracts. We saw what happened with the big contract the last year. Not that that's running me away, but it's more about just, I would like to see the Rangers not just spend just to spend, but spend smart. So what I'd like to see Santa Ray do is help us get a upper tier mid-level reliever, uh, you know, someone like a Neris or maybe bring Chapman back, something like that to bolster that bullpen, give us some bullpen depth. So we're not just depending on, uh, these youngsters uh, to carry us this year or just the ones that, you know, the couple guys that we have left over from last year with Spores uh, and, uh, Leclerc. and Leclerc. So that's that's my 
number two wish. Give us a give us a good mid uh, upper mid level reliever that can help us at the at the back end of that bullpen. Yeah, and I would say that the three guys that I would be really hard pressed to look past if you're looking at three guys that could be that seventh eighth inning type guy to get you to Leclerc, um, Chapman, mm-hmm. uh, Hector Neris. Yep. And Jordan Hicks would be those three guys that I would probably be looking towards. Um, Of course, I love Hater. Um, If we're if we've got unlimited funds and we're willing to throw around six and ninety six to get a closer, of course, I'd love to have Hater here. Um, But we've got to be realistic about this as well. Not just uh, you know telling Santa Ray he's got to he's got to spend all the money. We can't. We got to be you know. I mean, and 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 again. With the Rangers, you're looking at bullpen hands, and I mean, you like Leclerc, but you remember April and May of last year. You like Brock Burke, but man, he was de- tough down the stretch last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then we've got younger guys that are probably going to get an opportunity this year, and guys like Church and and Antoine Kelly, and uh, so you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see um, down the stretch what the Rangers do. But uh, you know, they've got they do need bullpen help. Um, we do, we do like Kirby. We like that they brought in, um, uh, Kirby to, to right. help there, but, or was, is it Kirby Yates? Is that right? Kirby Kirby Yates, Yates. Yep. Yeah. I like, I like that move. An old closer that's had some arm troubles that has been back and getting outs. So I like that. Um, my third or, or my second list, the number mm-hmm. four wish on this thing is, I want him to bring in a DH that's mm-hmm. got real ability to to slug and be a guy that's going to help this thing in the middle of that lineup. I want to see him bring in a guy like maybe Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez or maybe even like Reese Hoskins on a one-year mm-hmm. to see uh, if he can get it back together for him to go off somewhere else and sign later on. But I would love to see them go get them a DH on a one-year type deal that would uh, bring back instant slug, kind of like in how in 2010 they went out and got Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, I wouldn't hate if they brought back uh, Mitch Garver for that as well. Uh, but I'm sure he's looking for multiple years. So, um, but yeah, I think Mitch is probably looking for two or three years for sure. And, and, and you never know with the market settling and him being one of the better hitters on the market that's uh, somewhat younger. You never know. He may be the type of guy that ends up getting himself uh, three or four years even. Absolutely. Real quick. If you had to choose between, you had to pick one with, between Jordan Montgomery and Josh Hader, which one would you choose? I think I would pick Montgomery over Hader in the sense that I, I feel like the Rangers can do more with their bullpen with less than they can with their starting pitching. hundred percent agree with that. Um, and, you know, the Rangers do have some good starting pitching coming up in this farm system. And if you are following our exclusive content, it's called Down on the Farm with the Boys, you would know that because we have just opened up our top 40 for 2023, the last list you're going to get uh, from us in terms of uh, on the farm system and, and ranking these prospects. And just last time we dropped our next 20, which is prospects number 21 through 40. And man, was that a lot of fun. Uh, we've gotten some great feedback on it. 
And if you want to know what we think and who we think those those the the second half of the of the top forty prospects are, just go over to our website, Texas Rangers with all one word. Or you can go subscribe on Spotify. It's just dollar ninety nine a month. It's the Christmas season. If you're here and and you you just ask your significant other, it's just two bucks a month, twenty four bucks a year. Oh, this is nothing crazy. Or stocking stuff. Yeah, just a stocking stuffer. Stocking stuffer. Or what you also could do, you could gift this to someone else. Give the gift of minor league baseball to somebody else who you know is a is a a, a rabid Rangers fan who just can't get enough. So uh, yeah, tis the season to to give. So if you want to make us your one stop shop for all things Rangers organization wide, go subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys top 20 list dropping this week oh, for Christmas. Yes, yes Christmas. top 20 list and uh baseball america put out their top 10 list yesterday and jack Leiter was not on their top 10 prospects Ooh, wow hot take hot take. i still feel like he has better stuff than 99 percent of the uh texas rangers minor league system so i'm not in agreement there but i can see why they did it yeah absolutely absolutely well so third uh, base, huh? Yeah, let's let's talk some third base here. What? Uh, it's pretty I, easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy to talk about third base as long as Josh Young stays healthy. Mm-hmm. He's the third baseman. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, he proved last year that over the course of a year, he could put together numbers. He could put. I think he was somewhere around a three WAR, uh, and that was with missing some time due to a broken thumb. Um, but he but he put up numbers. He kind of put up the numbers that we thought that he was going to put up. Um, his strikeout numbers are a little high. But I will say this. I don't think anybody in, on the Rangers got rung up on more calls outside the strike zone than Josh Young did last year. Mm. Um, but at the same time, those strike, the chase is still high. He's still chasing a little bit. But you're going to see that maturity and him become more of a complete hitter in these next several years. Um, and then once you get past Josh Young, you're pretty deep there. You've got Ezekiel Duran behind him. You've got Josh Smith behind him. When you go down to that AAA level, they've been working Foskey with third base some. Davis Wenzel plays a pretty good third base. So the Rangers are pretty deep. And then once you get past that, you're, you're kind of looking glider Figuero down a little bit lower. Um, so, uh, you know, they're pretty deep at the top levels with uh, third base and and, you know, as long as Josh Young stays healthy, I expect him to play somewhere between 140 and 155 games. Yeah, and one thing about Josh Young that does kind of go un – I mean, I guess since he might – I think he was on the gold glove, actually on the ballot this year for gold glove, and deservedly so, um, because he plays a very good defensive third base. I want to say almost historically good this year. So defensively, he's he's fantastic over there. I think the only thing with Josh Young, really, because even the strikeouts don't bother me too much, I think that will be something that as he matures, kind of he kind of works out of his system a little bit. Agree with you about the called strikes. It was really frustrating. The way he handled it was what I thought was the most was the most impressive. Um, but I think he's just going to mature uh, more. I think the thing that also really encourages me about him that, you know, you, you, you don't always see from strikeout guys uh, because a lot of times they're kind of pull happy. But uh, he's got some really good opposite pow- opposite field power to that uh, right right center gap. 
Uh, like he really likes going shopping out there. And I really like to see that. And I think when he's hit, when he's hitting the ball there, that's when you're seeing the strikeouts come down. That's when he's kind of locked in. And so uh, I look forward to seeing a really good season from him. If he can stay healthy, I think health is the big, the big thing with Josh Young. Absolutely. Couldn't, I couldn't, uh, couldn't agree more with you. And, and you, you know that they've gotten to a point now where they've got some real depth behind him and, uh, We'll just kind of see what they do with that depth. They could end up going somewhere, you know, to bring to bring me back Corbin Burns, like mm-hmm. like Santa Ray has promised. Yeah, we'd love to see that. So let's hop into our final segment or final little discussion. Moment number seven of the season. We're here. We're halfway through the list at this point. And um, you know, the big moment we got here is the uh Rangers get to celebrate on their home field against the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Number, number seven on the list is, uh, is basically, I, I guess we could put it in the terms of the moment was Jose Leclerc finishing off Baltimore. Um, I guess that could be the moment there. Uh, but, uh, the Rangers played one home game in their first, what? Six, seven playoff games. Mm-hmm. And that one home game was really, really important because the Rangers were able to put away the Baltimore Orioles on their home turf for all the Ranger fans to, to get a chance to see that happen. And, uh, you know, it was it was kind of a blowout, not going to lie. The Rangers win 7-1. to one. They, uh, they had a big five-run second inning that really iced that game off of uh, uh, Dean Kramer. And uh, they never looked back, and the Rangers, uh, you know, uh, for everything great that they did on the road this year in the playoffs, we would be remiss not to talk about the big home win that gets them the the sweep of the Baltimore Orioles and moves them on to uh, the Houston Astros. I'll never forget walking out of that building with it being insanely loud, everybody chanting, we want Houston which in my opinion at that point was a, was a bad idea, but <laughs> hell, what do I know? Right. So, um, Nadia Valdi was just, just wonderful in that game. Uh, the, the Rangers bats showed up and, and, uh, that's all you can really ask for, right? I mean, you get the, you get the big home run in the first inning from Seeger and then the big three run job in the, in the second inning from Adolis Garcia and, well, those are the guys, right? Those are the guys they leaned on all year long, and and uh, Seager doing it in the first inning to really set the tone for the Rangers, and uh, then uh, um, uh, G- Garcia really capping off uh, that fi- that second inning, that five run second inning, and, and putting it together, and just a, a a beautiful thing to be in attendance for, and and uh, just so happy to see that one row oh, that one home game that they had early paying off and being a being a big moment for the Texas Rangers this year yeah not a lot of big moments at home for the Rangers during the playoffs this was one of them and we relish in it so uh, that's moment number seven and I think that's going to wrap it up for us today Um, thank you everybody for tuning in Uh, you can check us out on social media TX Rangers WTB don't forget to check out our website TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com word one one word word. yeah all one word yeah and uh, that's where you can find us on you can find our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league. Thank you for subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform. 
for the Morning Bowl. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Signing out.